Welcome to On The Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast, where our mission is to teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school. We cover financial basics, investing, business ownership, real estate, and everything in between. On The Fly. On The Fly podcast, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast. Man. I'm super excited about it. And I know I say that every podcast, but like this one's just a little bit different because this one, this one hits home for me. Why? Because this guest that we got on tonight, man, <laughs> I, just, I think, you know, you can already hear him laughing. I'll, I'll, let me just give a high level overview before we kind of talk about our weeks and, and kind of a highs and lows. So really quick, guys, for our listeners out there, this man is a really special man because we met over a year ago, which is crazy to think about almost, almost yeah, over a year ago. It was 2021 summer. And it's very interesting because when I met this super special guest. We met initially, and he knows exactly what I'm talking about, the rooftop of some, uh, you know, some hotel apartment that was a couple of us interns were at because we were interning over at Boston Scientific, a medical device company over the summer. And there's two groups of Uno going on. And I was managing my Uno group. You were here. I was like the dog at my Uno group. And this guy, this amazing guest, he was the dog at the other Uno group. And I just was like, hold on a second. There can't be two dog in this one space. So <laughs> I knew I, I like I handled my Uno group. I'm like, hey guys, let me go check over this group. What's going on, right? And the kind of guy that I am, and Tyrone knows I'm this kind of guy, and probably Nico knows this too. When I when I when I notice that there's another bull in this space, when there's another dog who's just like me, I stay quiet because I want to figure out, okay, who's this guy? Who like again? There's only space for one kind of guy like this. And I just realized, man, we have similar <laughs> energy. We talk at the same speed. He's super smart. I need to know this guy, right? So again, this really super special guest, his name is Nico Simkins. Awesome, man. He's just, he's a man who's just making plays on plays. We like to talk about how he's playing chess. Everybody's playing checkers. This man's playing chess, right? Tyrone knows that because he's also a chess player. Nico Simkins is the kind of guy that I look up to because just the way that he speaks, his conviction, the way that he talks about his goals, the way that he executes on his goals. I absolutely love this super special guest. Again, we got Nico Simkins in the house today. Nico, how you doing? And you gonna butter me up anymore? I'm look, look I gotta wash my. I'm trying to eat better. You throwing all this butter on the biscuit, man? It's crazy. Golly, man, I'm feeling great after an intro like that. I feel amazing, man. I feel stellar. I appreciate it. I guess say say many words about this guy too, but you all already know this guy's built different with the pH, as we like with to say. pH, man. Man, I appreciate it. I'm you. good though. I'm good. Happy to be here. And see my boy Tyrone too, Mr. Great Energy, man. You already know. God bless, man. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. You left an impression at national convention, man. Absolutely. Likewise, likewise, man. Had the leather, the leather shoes, and the leather, leather uh, paper holder, leather wallet, man. (laughs) Come on, you know. Come on, leather folder with it. I was like, okay, heard you. You know, I love it. I love it. No, I appreciate you guys. You know, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. How are you guys doing though, Tyrone? I know you and I. Our school just ended a little over a week ago. What you been doing for winter break? What you been tapping into? Absolutely, man. Um, typically, you know, coming from a very, very busy semester, it feels good to finally just sleep in my own bed for once and actually relax, set the alarm to 9 a.m. as opposed to 6. Um, so I've been doing a lot of resting. Um, and in that midst, I've also been doing a lot of working as well. A lot of developmental mm-hmm. stuff going on behind the scenes that I'm looking to apply for the upcoming spring semester. Um, so pretty much just yeah. recouping, get my priorities back in line and getting ready to come out strong we moved i moved back january 4th actually for for ra training okay. so right around the corner gotcha. man so yeah. short-lived but well yeah. well deserved that's awesome i love to hear i know i know you're putting in that work and again we talk about consistency all the time when i when i think of tyrone i think of consistency again that was the theme of this last semester so i'm very much looking forward to see that growth into the spring semester man i, I love mm-hmm. it i love it you know in terms of nico my guy so what you graduated was it spring of this early year yep spring 2022 Man, again, congratulations congrats, congrats. on that. You know, That's and so you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm super excited. But in terms of what you've been tapping into in this season, again, this winter, in terms of, you know, it about to be 2023, what you've been up to, what you've been tapping into, again, what you can talk about, what, what you've been up to, what you've been tapping into. Right, 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 right. So we've had the awesome opportunity to work on the venture with some of my boys from uh, Penn, which has been a great experience. Uh, and just really, you know, taking that time to chase ideas, uh, taking time. It's almost like, to me, it feels almost like a gap year. But like it's a productive gap year. And I've never thought of the value of gaps because it's like, yo, just go straight up and grind out the thing, get it done, whatever. But I mm-hmm. think there's something magical about having that time to like really sit down and reflect and like work on something independent of like people telling you how to set goals, like kind of setting your own goals, whether like Tyrone said, his personal, which we already know how we already know how Tyrone gets, man. PH, PH, man. Different. <laughs> different. 
So it's okay. like, but you know, for some of us who are earlier on our different journeys, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're practicing setting our own goals as opposed to having them uh, prepackaged for you, like the Lunchable way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. <laughs> like the Lunchable. I love that. I love it. No, that's awesome. I, and I appreciate you sharing that, man. I know there's going to be so many things that come out of all three of us in 2023, and it comes into locking into this season and blossoming in 2023 in, in, the, in the new year. So, yeah, man, I mean, for me, just like again, similar to Tyrone, just ended up uh, the, the last fall semester, kind of been grinding and taking this time for the winter break that I've always complained that I didn't have because classes and whatnot to focus on the business, focus on FLI, kind of tap into other areas that I didn't necessarily have that kind of time to tap into before and doing a lot to really just help and be a utilitarian. I think that's something I very much realized. Like I'm a guy who likes to focus on, you know, that self-development, which again, we'll tap into later with what Nico's going to be trying to do, but also as well, I love to give back. And again, as we all love to do, but I very much like to focus on giving my strength. That's exactly why we do this and why, why I like doing this with FLI because one of my strengths is really understanding finance, right? And I want to give back. I want to give back to Nico. I want to give back to Tyrone. I want to give back to other people, right? And that's one of the programs that we have with the financial accountability coaching. I just realized with, I, I literally just sacrificed, not this, not this, um, last, no, it was this last weekend. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tyrone knows I sacrificed yeah. from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Back to like literally 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Back to 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 back, infinity back to back, 30 minute meetings, just consultation, talking with guys, explaining, you know, mm. what we value, what we, you know, mm-hmm. want to give value in in Financial Literacy Institute. Mm. But also, I just have the passion. I like to tell you, I just le- literally love that passion. I want to give back, like literally utilize me, for lack of mm. a better word, like not necessarily abuse my time, but like like use me. I want to be a utilitarian. Right. I want to help in this space, right? So right. I love that. I know we're all guys who are going to be taken off in 2023, and I'm excited to kind of see where we blossom into, like even just 10 years down the line. Tyler and I talk about this all the time like there's going to be some point in our future where we're going to look back at this and be like wow like we really put in that work and now we're seeing the fruits of our labor like we don't see it now it's it's a long game i think a lot of people say it's kind of like a it's kind of like a exponential chart right kind of starts like this mm-hmm. it's like nothing dirt right. rhyme uh, and then whoa right. like, holy but it had to start with this right so man i'm excited and these are just three bulls just all three of us we're going to be taken off so i'm super excited but in terms of the first place to start right so let's let's kind of let's go let's go back in time nico um, again, you, you already kind of alluded that you attended UPenn, right? Ivy League school, very high up there in terms of prestige and whatnot. When people hear, man, Nico, you went to Ivy League school? Tell me about your story, right? That's what <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about. Wait, Nico, you know, to, to kind of bring us back in time, who was, who? you know, bring us back in time. Even Let's go to high school. Who was Nico? Because I don't even know if you and I had this conversation. Who was Nico Simpkins in high school? And then what wow. was that? Cha- maybe there was a change. Maybe there wasn't. Wow. Whatever that means to you. That's Who was Nico Simpkins in high question. school? And then how did he get to Ivy League? Kind of talk about that if you can. All right. I'm gonna yeah yeah that's crazy i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna take a, i feel like high school was kind of more like a it was a auto i feel like it was more like a autopilot type thing i think mm-hmm. you know i could talk about that or whatever but i think what would be more interesting is like pre-high school like i think oh, pre, about i want to talk about I'll, I'll start there because I, I think that, that. Sells more than i think high school the ball is already kind of rolling in a direction and, you know, okay, there's, so there's major things that are going to happen that like affect that. But I, I always like similar to you, you, you're out here dedicating because of the passion you're, you're dedicating because of, you know, you're trying to drive change. You're trying to really, you know, start round up and build something. So I think that's where I'm going to start as well. Um, all started when I was three years old. Nah, I'm playing. I'm not going to. No, no, no. Realistically, though, I'm, I'm going to skip the timeline in part and more specifically say, in order to understand me in high school, which is like, I'll tell you in result high school, like applying to college and stuff. Like I was taking pretty cool classes, taking pretty like, like intense, the, the harder classes that my school offered. I was uh, playing sports. I was doing pretty well in that. I was playing instruments. I did a couple different things. So it was like, okay, I was trying to, you know, versify. And I, I think telling the story of how I got there is more important to why I even ended up doing these different things. I was trying out my own stuff. That's when I got into music, started, you know, doing the whole artist management, entrepreneurship, working with different artists, stuff like that. Um, and was getting a little traction there. So that was kind of what I was doing at that point when I was thinking about applying to Penn. I thought was playing basketball up until then, and uh, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Overuse issues with my knees made me consider some other stuff. Started playing like around with music, producing, managing stuff like that, and then had some success with that. And that's what made me realize, you know, I have skills that go beyond basketball that are worth exploring. And so mm-hmm. from there. That's when I was like, last second, I was like, let me go ahead and apply to, I, I moved the wrong way because this thing is mirrored. It's messing me up. And I was like, 
let me go ahead and try my hand at applying a pen and see what happens because my sister had applied to uh, uh, a very like rigorous school as well. So I was like, oh, she gets into the school like this. I was like, it, it opened up a ceiling of possibility for me. And I think that's part of this, what I want to go back to as well. So those are all the outcomes, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of this, a lot of that, whatever. But rewinding back, I think, independent of time, Okay. Um, one of the funniest things I told people in life, because literally, like you said, like Penn is known for whatever, like Penn engineering, whatever. It's supposed to be smart, do all the engineering stuff, whatever. All the things that I did in my life that I was like good at at the end of high school or known for it in high school, I used to literally be the worst person that I knew at those things. Like music, everybody who starts off at music, when they start, nobody starts off like Beyonce. Everybody's trash, especially when you start like producing music. It's, it's like, even if you have good taste, it's like your mixes are trash. You're mixing on Apple headphones, whatever. Music, start off your buns. Academics. Not everybody starts off trash at academics. My sister, all A's, straight, straight savage, bro. Harvard bound mm. from the womb, literally. Me, wow. they picked her for like gifted programs. They were not checking for me for any gifted programs, bro. None. Mm -hmm. They were not trying to hear that. Additionally, mm -hmm. basketball, right? Like, if the end of basketball ended up being uh, All-State and we played against what? Like, we played against a lot of people who are in the NBA now. Like, All-State, I was, what, up there playing against Darius Garland, who's, like, still playing NBA right now. So, it's like hmm. – and previously, like, when I started playing basketball, didn't grow into my body, was super, you know, um, uncoordinated, whatever. Earlier on when I was younger, it was like I was a dude who might not even get off the bench when I go to tournaments. And, you know, that's going to affect you because you see in the coach zone, you want to put you in, whatever. So you go from mm -hmm. that to, you know, leading teams that are, and we won, like, also we won a national championship, my summer team, my select team. So it's like, you go mm -hmm. from that to seeing those other things. You're a wide world of sports, playing ESPN3, this, that, the other. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. So I say that to say that a lot of who I am isn't seen in my high school experience, I feel like. I feel like that's not, mm -hmm. it's not visible in that because there's so much other white noise. And I feel like me getting those other things that, like achievements and stuff that ended up getting me opportunities, wasn't based on really who I am, but it was more based on a realization that I had of how the game works and being like, okay, right. like and figuring certain things out along the way and then kind of changing how I output who I am. But based on your question, right? Like, tell you, you're like, talk me through who you are, whatever. Best way to describe me at, at core, which wasn't seen in high school, was seen before that, is like my teacher said, which is why I want to start before high school. I think one of my teachers who was a physics teacher um, in eighth grade, eighth grade physics teacher, he said this the best uh, to my parents. My mom loves this quote. And I didn't think of how, how insightful this was until you literally asked me this question. Um, and he was kind of one of the major reasons that I ended up pursuing engineering and really enjoying science. He said to my parents when she was, uh, she, they were talking about like classes, you know, like parent teacher meetings, whatever. She was mm -hmm. like, um, like, how's he doing in class, whatever. Blah, blah, and then they go through all that. And at the end, he finishes up with, you know, Nico isn't going to be the top student or the student with the best grade. That's mm -hmm. not going to be him. Mm -hmm. But he is without a doubt my best student. Mm. And so there was something about, and for context of like, why would he say something like that, right? So, for example, like, it's true. I'm not about to score the craziest grade on any test I've almost ever taken, for real. But in that class, it was a robotics class, right? So we used the little Lego NXT blocks to, like, build little circuits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I would spend time outside of class with the little time I had because I was doing, like, I was trying to play up and, like, practice with the, the basketball team that was high schooler. So it required me leaving for time. Trying to do all, all these different things. And in between in the mornings and in between when I went to basketball, I would ask, I asked my teacher, because I really enjoyed the robotics stuff we were learning, I asked him if I could go in there and work on an extra NXT brick on my own project. And so throughout the year, I, I would go in there and dedicate time, and I created this, I want, because I, I enjoyed what I was doing, and I was like, we're doing some real bait, I want to get, I want to get even more, like, I want to push, how how far can I push this stuff? So yeah. I was like, I made, I ended up making, we were just making like sumo bots at the time. And then I came in on my own. I wanted to make like a joystick control crane that had like multiple different ways that it could turn and different arms and stuff like that. And so I spent that semester really working on that piece by piece. And I succeeded in that. And the thing is, it was like way more complex than anybody in my class that created. However, and I learned a lot from it. I grew a lot as a mm. person. It teaches you like 
long-term like diligence of like you're not just about to do some crazy thing overnight like keep mm-hmm. coming in working and refining figuring out troubleshooting all these different lessons mm-hmm. that i want to learn from it that enhance my ability to build stuff in the class and in the future and like the practice of fostering that passion for what you do but the thing is about the schools and institutions stuff like that, that none of that is going on the rubric that's mm-hmm. a type of learning that is not you can't you can't fit that into a rubric and so that right. genuine curiosity and trying to really challenge yourself and do something impactful, like that's not really what goes in the rubrics. So that's, I feel like that person, that mindset is a lot of what, who I am and how I ended up and, and underlies all my decisions and how things went from the high, high school level, college level, whatever, was really saying, you know, even in basketball, like my thing was, I wasn't playing to try to be the dude who scores the most points, the dude who does this, the dude who does that. I was playing for respect and not really respect from anybody else, but respect for myself first, knowing that mm-hmm. I set that bar for myself higher than anybody else could possibly set it. Like if mm-hmm. I, I'm getting respect for myself, each time I should be shocking everybody else because the way that I set the bar in my own head for how I want to perform to myself. When I sat down to the crane, I was like, you know, this is like, nobody's expecting you to go in and do something. Like this is what I set for my, I see opportunity to do this. I owe it to myself to go go get that at that level and go, go push that a little bit farther. So I feel like mm-hmm. that piece, is what ended up resulting in all the other stuff. And I think that's at the core, but there's a, comes a point where it's like, you gotta play a game of doing the stuff that's rubric based. But I feel like a lot of my mindset was never like, let me sit down mm-hmm. and, you know, check this box because it was like, right. I saw how it's so, it, it's so e- easily gamifiable. Like it's so yeah. easily gamifiable. It's like, what type of challenge can I really, what, what really versus the things that I enjoyed were the things that pushed me to think or pushed me to be like, get something done or, or challenge my ability to execute a vision that I had in my head. So I think that was a lot of, um, that was a lot of how I was before the college experience and then played in mm-hmm. high school, I guess. Right. And, and I like that wow. theme of the, the rubric. Yeah. yeah. That, that rubric theme right there. It's like the kind of, kind of guy I know that you are, like, you're not only going to check these boxes, like, Oh, this is trivial, but now you're doing things that people aren't even thinking that are even possible to do right and all while having fun doing so that's why you made the you made the you made the claim of gamifiable i talk about that all the time with finances and being like being able to you know master your personal finance and make it fun at the same time i absolutely love those two things you brought up the rubric theme that again by no means do you stick within the rubric not only are you checking that off but you're also man i'm doing things that i didn't even think of that's going to be in the rubric right. but also as well i'm having fun i'm doing something that i want to do i'm able to respect my decision whatever i you know want to kind of come up with and i love that because the kind of guy that i know you are that, that makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so, I think I think one of the things that was really important that I kind of took away from that, he was literally competing yeah. with himself. Like he, it was literally me versus me. Right, and, right, and, right, and, right, and right. So right. when he when he's coming to class you know, afterwards and figuring out how to do all this extra stuff and earning respect yeah. for himself, he's not worried about anybody else. He's literally focused on himself. Like I think yeah. that's very important that people don't really understand is when you tune out all that extra noise and you focus on being the best you and complete competing against yourself all that other stuff it, it it only takes time it only takes time to literally here today blinders. here today and gone tomorrow you know that audio that's they say really, oh, yeah. here today yeah. gone tomorrow yeah that's, that's real i agree that's and, and like, you know again from how i know you nico you are a man who was just doing so many different things right so I, I probably asked you this question a while back but i want to bring it back up in terms of again for a lot of our listeners they're they're probably spreading themselves thin i know i have done so i know tyrone mm-hmm. has done so right so how does someone like you how are you able to manage all these things that you're doing right kind of really my question is for a busy guy like you like how do you structure your days do you have a certain type of way you structure your time do you have like remind like how do you do all these things that you do which we again we haven't talked about all of respectfully but then how <laughs> how the kind of guy that i know nico is how right. do does a busy man like you structure your kind of day how do you structure your time right so i would like to say preface this answer before i i give my answer and say that like go ahead one of the things I learned, I was studying design for a minute, which is a whole nother story. I was about to do this master's. And then like, yeah, I was like, I felt like, yeah, anyway, I can skip that. Long story short, I, I did like some of the design principles that I learned in there. And yeah. one of them was, actually, no, this is, I didn't even learn from the class, scratch that. This is just something I learned in life. My fault. Okay. I, I was thinking about it. No, it's something I learned in life. The more the more it's about to be good. That's how you know it's about to be good. <laughs> no, the, the more that you spread something thin, the more that you spread it out, 
the more highly general a solution is, the less effective that solution is going to be. So for example, if I go in and I'm thrifting, right, and I pick some jeans and those jeans, let's say, or fast fashion, H&M, right? H&M makes, I don't know if the word is generalizable, but they make like very general, generally applicable clothes, which means mm -hmm. that when it fits on your body, it's not going to fit the exact way, whatever, but it's at the compromise right. of effectiveness because you're getting the price or whatever. Versus if you want the most effective pair of jeans you could buy, those jeans are going to be one of one because they're going to be tailored to your body. So I like to preface my answer by saying that I think that right there is the sauce to like a lot of this stuff. And there's some people who like there. I know a guy, for example, one of the smartest dudes I ever met who went to engineer. He was in engineering with me at Penn and he did like a Wharton degree as well. Dude's just completely different. He's at SpaceX right now. Bull is so different. And like he's the type of person where he's one of those traditional like time blocked people. Like everything right. is time blocked. Like he time blocks, even social stuff is time block versus for me, it was so back to the what I was saying for me, it was figuring out what in what way I think in order to reach your best performance it's figuring out in what way do I work best. And the key to that is honesty. Like you got to be honest and you have to have sources of honesty. So, for example, like another example, small example, I like learning from like examples is like Michael Jackson, for example, his performance clearly like top notch. But he had so many different intentional things that he did, whether it was talking at a certain octave because he wants to like save his vocals. Even before he recorded a song, he would be in a room that was a certain temperature because that's just what he needed to get in his zone. Like knowing how to position himself to really get different. Like that was a thing that enabled him to be even more like, yeah. So for me, that comes in terms of what I do is I optimize for impact because that gives me mm. energy and that, that helps me. So I optimize in what I'm doing for impact, which is not for everyone, I guess. But for me, it's like sometimes, for example, I've never tried to be the person who's just like sitting debating over whether I get a 90 in a class or a 93. Like I'm indifferent. Like it's like there's a point where it's like I'm solving for impact. So that extra, let's say, hour that I could spend writing up the perfect email, coming up with an argument for my teacher, whatever, where a lot of people I've seen will do that, especially at schools like Penn. I'd rather yeah. put that into, hey, an hour conversation I can have with a stranger that just dropped knowledge on me. Hey, an hour that I can spend doing this or an hour I can spend or an hour I can spend releasing my brain to even let that like the sponge like chill out a little bit so I can go and attack again because everybody needs to take let it cool off. So it's like I solve for impact in what I'm doing and what is the most impactful way to do this, especially when I'm doing a thing. I also then will iterate on it. So when you start doing something, it will take hella long to do that thing. Like when I first started producing music, for example, it'll take hella long. But if you think critically about like how you're doing that process and ways that you could be optimizing that and solving that out, it'll start taking less and less time. Like for example, just coming in with a plan of how I do my production every time. I start here, do this, do this. Like that saves like 10, 10 freaking years worth of like uh, like uh, decision fatigue. It's almost like Steve Jobs, like simplicity is the, uh, the like greatest form of like sophistication where it's like he's going and picking a simple outfit, a turtleneck and this to minimize the amount of decision fatigue he has to deal with. So it's like just by solving for the impact, like does somebody really care whether your jeans are this shade of gray versus this shade of gray? But a lot of people, that's what they're, so you're losing energy in those little moments when you're not solving for impact. So for me, the answer to that question of how I balance the things I do is I solve for impact. And I also balance, that's the first element is I solve for what's going to get the most accomplished and what's going to be the most, like what's going to translate the most. Because at the end of the day, if you're the smartest person on earth or you have the most of resource on earth, and you can't communicate any of that, it doesn't matter. You couldn't make any of it translate to the real world. So look at how do I, what things are going to give me the most ability to translate is the first piece. The second piece is looking at the thing that we kind of talked about a little bit, where like a lot of people look at how they operate as a person as like one big muscle. But like the more I feel like you get to know yourself and how you operate, you start to be able to, it's like learning anatomy first you look at your body and you're like body is a person when you're a kid you draw a stick figure it's all one thing then you start realizing you know the head is different than something else then you start legs and arms and whatever so the more you start to know yourself the more you can break that down and it starts becoming i have a bicep i have chest i have legs like even if we just look at legs and arms you know hey legs could be academic work okay i'm gonna grind 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 on legs my legs are getting sore the goal is not to just sit in the gym all day and hit legs once i do that for a day next day i'm doing arms which is like, that's like my creative side. That's what I do with the music, whatever. So for a lot of people, it's like, this man isn't taking a break. But, but like these bodybuilders, they're taking a break on legs and chest and whatever. It's just that while they're taking that break, they're making that break work for them. 
So it's like, it's a type of different type of approach to it. So I think those two, and that also goes back to the impact thing, but I think those two things have been a lot of what guided me to, um, yeah, to be able to balance the things that I was doing, like you were saying. 100%. So it sounds like, yeah, you're definitely prioritizing things, but you're working on your strengths. And then now when you need it, when you need some rest, you're still also being productive in a way that people think you're, you're spreading yourself thin, as I just thought, right? But now you broke that down on, wait, hold on a second. I might like Nico might be resting, but he's resting and still putting in work elsewhere, right? And I think I absolutely love that because you're also again, like I, like I mentioned, you're prioritizing things. But like you just said, you're playing on your strengths in a way that People don't necessarily, I, I, I couldn't even see that. Like, again, I just know you as super busy, man, da, 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 but you're, you're focusing your energy on things that make sense to you that you can prioritize. But again, when you're resting, you're still putting in this work. You're still putting in this work. Don't realize it. I'm still putting this, I'm focusing this energy elsewhere. Right. So, you know, and, and this actually drew, this is drew a random question on my mind in terms of how do you, like, how do you value things? Right. Cause I think for a lot of people, they think about time value. And I even think about in terms of like money, right. In terms of like, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, he's about, he's about to drop. <laughs> I love money. that question. Shoot. You know what I'm in, in terms of like, let's say the financial aspect, again, you don't have to talk about this, however you want to answer this. But in terms of financial aspect, I know a lot of people think about, Hey, if I can spend an hour doing X, but yet in that same hour, I can make Y. Hold on a second. Why would I do this if I can make this over here and actually leverage my time and make more if I just spent or like leverage that and you know outsource this kind of thing to make that money, if that makes any sense at all, right? If I'm going to try right. to design an app, it might take me X amount of time. That's a great But point. if I leverage and outsource that, it might cost more money on the front end, but I save way more money that actually valued more of my time. Why not do that, right? That's kind of how I think about value in terms of money. But in terms of you, Nico, whether you want to talk about monetary or in terms of effectiveness, how do you value things? What 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 brings Nico value, and how do you? He looked like he got a value? lot on his mind. He got a lot. I know on that his was mind. a long question. That's a Go great question. I love that. I love that question actually, because I think everybody, and I would challenge everybody to develop their own definition of value. I think that that will bring a lot of fulfillment to people, especially when they have a sense of why they do what they do. The value of different things what they contribute to your life is going to be different like the value of talking to like your boy is going to be different than the value of talking to like your significant other the value of doing this this so like looking for understanding what types of value at any given time then when i look at the, the before going into the types and qualities of value if i'm breaking down value and like trying to make it into like a, a framework or whatever i would say the two main types of value that a lot of people get stuck on direct value and that's like a really huge form of value, but it's not the most powerful one. The most powerful form of value is indirect value. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, even when they think they're doing indirect value, it's really only when indirect value is then made direct to them. And I think that mm -hmm. becomes a thing that's really, really tricky. So for example, um, indirect value has to do more with like context. It's like, I think Einstein said this when he was like, you know, if you rated a shark on it, if you, so I'm gonna change his words around to fit your question. If you yeah. evaluated a shark on its ability to climb trees, it would seem like an inferior species. Like if you catch that John in the water, the context <laughs> is about to have you eaten up, eaten alive, right? So like the valuation of that thing in the water, it becomes a threat. So I think that uh, that's like a super important thing to keep in mind of the difference between direct value. Direct value is like, hey, I give Yinka $5. Yinka now has $5. And a lot of what you talk about, about like investing your money like saving your money. Like you said, that exponential curve, that what fills the rest of that curve is all indirect value. Cause it's value that's essentially being thrown to the other end of the curve. Like somebody's giving it up now. And it's not like, oh, where, you know, my lifestyle, I'm, you know, I'm not driving, I'm not driving a fancy car right now. I'm not like eating filet mignon right now. Like what is indirect value. So that, and that's where a lot of the, as you know, and as you all talk about, that's where a lot of value is generated. So how I look at that, is like, for example, you brought up a great question, like outsourcing. That's something I had to think about when I started running my artist management entrepreneurship in high school. So I was thinking about, for example, I had a team of producers, audio engineers, artists, and each of them I had to come up with negotiations, deals, or whatever, and the money that I was gonna spend, can we, like figure that piece out. So it was like exactly what you're saying. What is the value of me learning to do these things mm -hmm. and doing it myself? Right. What is the value of me paying and then how much should I pay and why? And even how can right. I manipulate, yeah. how can I manipulate my deal to where I get the most value for me? <laughs> so the first answer was, you know, time-wise, I look at the time that it would take me to learn said skill. <laughs> Ridiculous, like the time value of having that quickly so I could get the, the work of the project I was working on the time done, not realistically gonna, it's not worth the opportunity cost of what that takes away from me functioning overall and overseeing the whole process. Not worth it. 
answer that question really simply. Okay, then it's like, how much do I pay them, right? Value. Mm -hmm. So then when you right. also understand value and you understand other people's perception of value, you can create way more value for yourself. So an example, mm -hmm. a lot of something very common to everybody, like Costco works off of bulk pricing. That's a very well-known fact is that if I buy mm -hmm. more of something, I get like, it would cost, it would be so expensive to buy individual Skittles. Like, that's a very well-known fact, right? However, it's almost like people don't really understand how deep that goes. It was like, I was doing deals with people in music and I was just using bulk pricing and I was getting crazy what I would call finesses. Cause it's like, but at the end of the day, you could argue that it was, it was like also valuable for them because the main trade-off is I'm giving them yep. upfront money in exchange for guaranteed work. So let's say somebody hits me with a, cause again, I did all the money I, I put into music was money I saved up myself to invest in my own business idea I had. But like, let's say, Somebody said, like, I'm going to mix your song. I'm going to edit your song for mm -hmm. $300 a song or $100 a song to make it easy math. Okay. Right? If I were to, I, let's say I know my album that I'm working on. I'm working on two people's different projects, which together is going to be like 20 songs, 10 or 20 songs, right? Let's go with 20, right? Okay. That is going to run me $2,000 to get that done. So immediately, I say, I don't have $2,000. And this is where constraint becomes beautiful because if you always just have that, you won't challenge yourself to say, how can I, where, what am I missing about this? How can I reorganize how, the, the deal? Somebody gave me some pieces. How can I redistribute the pieces to make this work for me? So I say, okay, $2,000. Now you can look at that as saying, hey, I'm signing up to give you $2,000. Or you can look at that as this is how much I'm paying for a song. And when you break right. it down in the smaller sense, you use, it's like the reverse of what you say, where people are willing to lose out on, like you're giving people super valuable tips about, you know, credit cards and, you know, interest and, you know, oh, investing, super valuable tips. People are willing to lose out on that money because they don't see the value in 10%, let alone 3%, all everything like that. So all you have to say is take the same psychology and flip it. All right. So look, for every song you were going to give me, let's say what, like you're going to make me pay $100, right? How about this? I'll guarantee you 20 songs of work. Right. And you, yep. you multiply this math out in your head beforehand. Right. And you mm -hmm. say, hmm, upfront money, a thousand dollars sounds way better than a hundred dollars. So how about this? I'll give you 20 songs of work for a thousand dollars right now. Contract. <laughs> and knowing how their workflow goes, that's not guaranteed. If I leave, I have also leverage there because if I leave, it's not it's not guaranteed somebody's going to come and keep giving them $100 for individual projects. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a chance for me to hop on $1,000. I just got a 50% discount on all that work. Mm. And so when you leverage that same thing, it's like, yeah, it's no wonder though, like things work the way. So it's like the value that you're getting and then you negotiate the deal, whatever. So I look at value in terms of like, not just contextually, but like percentage wise. Then another scenario later on, yep. I learned how to, as I kept going in music, it was upfront investments, kind of like when companies enter a market, one of the common strategies that they'll use is they'll outsource a lot of things or pull in things right. as they develop their own internal ways of doing it organically, right. right? So for me, I outsource audio engineering, outsource some, even some of the production stuff that I did, outsource a lot of different things that I did. Mm. And as the years went on, each year I had a new goal. First, production, master all the things so I can be able to do production and engineer my production by itself. Then audio engineering, I want to be able to do vocals the second year around COVID hit. I want to be able to do audio engineering vocals. And that's where I'm investing in my skill set with time. Because at the end of the day, when I bring that in-house, not only is the value, like, if you look at the money that I was saving, right, if I were to make the same amount of songs, it's not that much, right? Like, let's say I'm saving $1,000 mm. a year. What does that matter? But then you look at the indirect value, right? And what mm. opportunity did that open up that's not tied to money? That opened up the opportunity for me to churn out demo tracks at a rate that's not seen at all. Like I can independently sit here and churn out 20, if you were to send me out, I could churn you out an album worth of songs in one weekend. And you can <laughs> hear them in almost, like I don't have to be the best because you can hear them in pretty much next to like best quality. Like it's not gonna be the best, but enough for you to be able to tell what the product is you're getting. Mm -hmm. It's like, I may not be able to make a live action, but I can spin you a really good animation in one, <laughs> in a weekend. In a fraction yeah. of the time, it would take in a fraction of money and resources, easy. So I can flip mm -hmm. in that. And so when I look at the indirect value, if you follow the value chain, why does that matter, right? Because at the end mm -hmm. of the day, like the power law thing like I was talking about before, when you're trying to have a spread shot and you're trying to get, the, you're trying to raise your volume up so you have a higher amount of hits. Like when you look at Juice World, you look at Michael Jackson, they recorded the most songs. No wonder they have so many hits. 
Juice mm. World died. He had like more than a thousand songs. So people aren't getting their he was a thousand reps up. Of course, if he hits with a 10% rate, if he hits with a 10% rate, he has a hundred bangers. If he hits with a 1% hit rate, which is better than 1%, he's gonna have 10 crazy bangers. So it's like, okay, cool. What that allows you to do is you're never gonna be able to get to that number if you're sitting there, like the biggest factor or determining component of you getting to that number is that mm-hmm. time that it takes you to understand, differentiate, is this a hit or if not? So mm-hmm. if, by getting those reps up, like if I'm able to sit there and churn out a bunch of low res quality, I, like one of the things I, I like to say at the, my venture with my friends is the MVP is the MVP in short. The most, the so like the most valuable player is the minimum viable product. MVP mm-hmm. is the MVP. So if you spend forever etching the Mona Lisa, then you find out somebody didn't like it. Oh, that's going to take you forever. If you can go ahead and find some way to give a mock-up digital before you go and do the paint of the Mona Lisa, somebody would be like, yeah, I don't like that. Flip them another one. By the time somebody showed them the Mona Lisa and they didn't like it, you just flipped them 100 paintings, and they definitely loved about 100 of them. So you have future work. They definitely love like 10. So now you have even more work. So it's like mm. really quickly, I'm able to sit there and sift through a bunch of different things and be like, really quickly, this is I don't have to wait two weeks, three weeks of sending a song out, hearing what it sounds like back to be like, eh, make or no. I can, in a weekend, boom, 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 boom. Like I just like edited five to 10 songs in literally like three days last week. And it's like, I can listen wow. to those and be like, this one had potential, this didn't, this one did, this didn't, next, next direction. And that ability to climb that exponent, it's a race to climb that exponential curve, put the compound work in and you're going at yeah. that curve faster, you're raising your interest rate up. You're going at that curve much faster. So I feel like that's yeah. a, that's how that indirect value chain, it trickles. So if you see like, it's yeah. So I guess value is tricky because at the end of the day, me learning how to outsource and saving a thousand dollars, it wasn't just a game of like, oh, I'm saving a thousand dollars. I guess the thing I'm trying to say is that you can also find opportunities to create value off of what the value already is. Yeah. Yeah. That nuance value that people don't really think about. They yeah, think about that quantifiable numeric value, but it's all that right. nuance value, man. Like th- there's so many layers to that. And I know we could just talk about, cause man, that was deep. I, kid you not like there's a lot of people i talked about and just how i started i prefaced with the numerical value but when you start to think about that nuanced value that's not even th- thought about that's where that true indirect value really comes into play mm-hmm. so i think i like how you started with that because again i didn't even start with that 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 made a ton of sense i appreciate right right, that. right 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 real quick real quick yeah, go ahead, go ahead. one because i i i kind of disliked that i gave an answer that was like not tangible because i appreciate okay. like both i appreciate the philosophy or how somebody's thinking but I, sometimes i watch stuff and i'm like how does this apply to me I guess the best mm, answer to answer it in a more that. tangible way really quickly. Okay. I didn't just know automatically the effect of all this stuff out the womb or something. It didn't just come to me or something like that. I think if you really want to create value for people or define value or understand value or find value, I guess, like create and find value. I think one of the best ways is to be genuinely in your heart trying to affect the game. Like, and I told this to my little brother, I was like, when I played basketball, I ended up being able to earn a spot on the court, earn a spot on a national championship team because I was so focused and so bent and passionate and dedicated to finding a way to affect the game. So I may not be the best shooter, but can mm. I dive on the floor first? Can I be the person who's able to get the most charges? Can I be the person who gets 20 rebounds in a game, which I did? Can I be can I can mm. I do the can yeah, I guard good. the guys that nobody wants to guard? I'm so bent on finding what how can I affect the game versus being like a second best or like a, a third best shooter on it. You're not getting you're not affecting the game. So that's like I feel like where the value is in a mindset and a way to frame make it a framework or like a uh, a habit. It's looking for ways to what's going to impact the game. And the craziest thing about this is that I've learned from lived experience now that if you look first for ways to affect the game, the game will then shape to adapt and accommodate you. If you mm, look to like, yeah. so for example, if you go out to play, uh, if they say we run this plate and we throw the ball to this kid so we can shoot, and you, let's say you got a mismatch on you, a guy who cannot guard you, and you take him to the rim, dunk on his ass, right? You take him to the rim and dunk on this dude, at the end of the day, when you keep doing that and affecting the game, guess what? The coach is going to change the play, so that is now the play. That is now the game that y'all play. Right, yeah. If you yeah. affect the game, like if you're out here, if you are like for facts, that's real. If you're out here trying to be the perfect student in order to impress people and do this and do whatever and this, that, the other, cool. 
and you let's say that's going to get you admission into let's say like you want to get into an NBA program or something like that or or some crazy thing like that and you're out here trying to be like the perfect this that the other and be like I'm trying to be the safest pick right right yeah you can go in the bin with the rest of the safe pick people but like there's a kid exactly there's a kid who's out here affecting the game so much whether it's because he started a company was bold he followed his passion and got crazy insight from it he was like whatever he was affecting the game and that those people that somebody was trying to impress they went and sought that person out because the way he affected the game like the dude who created like the like button for facebook and all that other stuff who you also started like i don't know how to pronounce it asana or whatever like Okay. Those companies sought this dude out because of how he was affecting the game. They were like, we That's need real. him. We need to go wow. get him. We're not, we're not trying to have you go through a recruiting process. We need you to come <laughs> to us because of how you're affecting the game. The game will, will mold around you if you learn how to affect the game. Man. Oh, Nico. First up, number one, that I was appreciate heat. that. Uh, that, was heat. That, was, yeah. that was gas, man. I appreciate how you and again, I, I and I understand you with your philosophical teachings, but then when you actually like, there's a lot of listeners out there that don't really know, you know know you like you Tyrone like Tyrone and I do, but in terms of that tangible affect the game philosophy, not even philosophy, that actual tangible way to you know make change, define value, and provide value. That again, going back to that nuance, just something it can be something minor as well. And if it does that kind of big app impact and affects the game, now you're known. It, it's those kind of unique things that set you apart for real juxtaposed to like you said being that perfect kind of you know finding within the lines or you know checking out that that cookie exactly that cookie cutter if you're making even that little change as long as it it does that ripple because something that came in my head and i know you're you're more into basketball than i am nico but something like what kareem abdul jabbar with the uh with the what's that kind of shot he does over here yeah you know what i'm saying like i mean is he the one who is he and then you can correct me on this is he the one who, who started that did he affect the game in that way? Or he's the one who maybe even like perfected that, the skyhook? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. He affected the basketball game and kind of, you know, pulling off those three-pointer shots in the corner instead of going like this. Now you can start shooting him like this. Like probably nobody thought about that or nobody perfected like him. He affected the game in that kind of way. That's kind of what came into my mind. And again, I might have butchered that because you're more into basketball like me. And I'm, I'm looking at your face <laughs> like, hold on, Nick, you don't know what you're talking about. But a- as a whole, what I'm saying is he, again, probably there's so many other people who could be named did one small thing, either perfected it or changed it in a way that not not the cookie cutter average person is doing it that affected the whole game. And I love that that, that example with the like button because, again, that one little thing changed the whole way people view, view social media nowadays. Right. Oh, I love that. I appreciate that, man. Um, so I want to pivot now to oh, – go, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're good. I was going to say, it seemed like, it seemed like you, were, you, were, you were thinking on something. I was curious to hear because I was curious to hear what you were – in the middle, it seemed like you were agreeing with something. No, I was I was just agreeing with what you're saying. I thought everything it made sense. Man, it, yeah. it changed the game. I had to take note on that. I'm like, that is gas. I love that. I appreciate Urgent. that. Urgent. You know. Urgent. So yeah. So the one thing I want to want to pivot to, and kind of the last two questions in my in my mind here, in terms of uh, actually, I'll I'll actually just go with the one of them. I know you being the kind of guy who works low key, right? Again, I remember, and I love telling this story in in the sense that, like, at Boston Scientific. Like, again, you're doing so many things at once, doing so many things at once, but you act, you act like not necessarily the cookie cutter, but you act average. You're, you play naivete when you're really, again, you're playing chess, you're playing backgammon, but you <laughs> act like you're playing checkers. So again, that, that's a whole nother level of awareness of, okay, I want to play a role, not, not in a negative way, but I want to play a role to be perceived a certain right. way. So, so the, so people don't think that I'm actually like, I'm, I'm sneaking up behind them. And again, in, in a good, not negative way. Right. So in right, terms right, of being right, right. low key. In terms of being low-key, can you talk about how maybe in the future, how do you want to navigate? Because, again, success, it's inevitable for Nico. We already know this. It's inevitable, right? How would you navigate success? Are you going to be more of a low-key kind of guy? Are you going to be more of a flashy guy? How how do you navigate success and just being that guy who's like, hold on, I know what's going on here, but I'm going to act like I don't. Right. So I bet I think there's two elements to this. One is like that piece what you're saying like the flashiness and the other one is visibility so like for example obama's not really flashy but like he's very visible so like for me i don't know if i want to be i can't answer the visibility question because i don't know if i want to be i just know that i want to live my life one of my my life goal is to be able to empower other people as people have empowered me and so i think a lot of times that's done through messaging and a lot of times visibility is how we get messaging. It's like being able to see Obama, being able to see LeBron. But that just comes with a lot of headaches. Like every like, for example, they went down to Obama's birth certificate to try to come up with something wrong with him. Like a LeBron, <laughs> if he if he passes too much in the game, they say, Oh, he doesn't know how to dominate. If he score and they win, if he passes a lot and they win, he doesn't know how to dominate. If he do, if he dominates 
and they win, they'll say, oh, he doesn't know how to get his teammates involved. He doesn't make his teammates better. So it's like those type of people, you, at the cost of like you can't yeah. win, the, the press is on you, especially if you're trying to do something productive. You have all the negativity in the world, but don't try to do something productive because people will really not like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, but the trade-off, you know, I feel like the opportunity to like give a different message, especially to like people who otherwise, if I stay in like siloed communities, I feel like the people who would have needed that message, like for me, for example, like growing up, I didn't see people who were really like doing like engineering now or black people mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm not really mm-hmm. interacting with that many black, like, and I'm sure you all can relate to that. I'm not really interacting with a bunch of black engineers who are like, hey, this is how to become a black engineer. Like all the textbooks mm-hmm. we open when they're doing science in the textbook, it's white people and white men. So, so it's like, I feel like, you know, that's a super valuable contribution to have. But aside from that, I haven't decided how I feel about that. I guess it'll it'll come with my purpose. If I follow my purpose, what's supposed to happen will happen. But I think there's a lot of um, self-reliance that comes with that as well. Just having that confidence that, hey, you know, this may not be the environment for me, but I know what I got cooking up underneath is going to show when the time is right. And and following that passion when you when you have that. And that'll be able to show and come out when the time comes. I think, I think there's a lot right. of self-reliance with that because you do see a lot of kind of like that flashy lifestyle yeah. on social media today and wanting to be visible. But there's a lot of value and a lot of security knowing that I can be confident in, without having to do all that extra. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that self-reliance, right. I think, comes right. very much with that. Yeah. Right. So, so visibility wise, that's my answer. Flashy wise, honestly, my number one goal in life, if I could have, as it stands right now, I would want to be the guy who's sitting in a room worth a billion. That doesn't mean I have to be hoarding it. I would like to put money to good use, but worth a billion dollars and wearing the same new balance as I wear today or whatever yep. shoe it is. We're in the same, you know, rotate, keeping it real simple. I like to be a dude who's moving on a good that doesn't even look like it. They'll be like, what, like, exactly. what's up with this? I'm completely fine with that. I, I love it, honestly, because a lot of that, especially as being in the, like, working around a lot of, like, rap and, like, hip-hop artists, that's, like, it's, like, the complete opposite. It's, like, people will be flexing money online, and when you ask them to pay you for a beat, they're, like, oh, can I get a free beat? It's, like, it's $25. You're, whose money is that you're holding up? So it's, like, that is just, like, I don't need that. I, I actually have no, you know, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy into that hype. Um, as far as the the other point, as far as like knowing, like you were saying, the knowledge piece, right? I think it's kind of like a card game. It's really like a card game. You know, you got to know your hand and knowledge is knowledge is powerful. It's not just power, but it's powerful. So just like it can be like, mm-hmm. it can empower you. It can also be the same thing that entraps you, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for example, um, and, and part of the reason like going and wanting to affect the game, part of the reason some people don't affect the game if you analyze their performance, is because mm-hmm. that's not really what they, they it's because they want to, I guess. It's because they want to affect the game, like, but they don't need to do it. Like, they want to do a lot of things, and a lot of conversations are want. So you'll hear people all the time be like, you know, I want to be your best friend, Yinka, but I can't. Blah blah whatever. I want a lot of things are want. It's like, and at the end of the day, you could want like somebody who's like beating you up every day after school could want to be nice to you one percent. That that means it's, it's still true they want to be nice to you, but it's not enough to translate. You see what I'm saying? So one is nice, but it's never really going to get stuff done. So they could want to look better more than they, they could want to look cool more than they want to win, which is often the case. They could want to feel comfortable more than they want to win. They could want to feel like they're doing the right thing more than they are affecting the game. They could want to, you know, like all these other things. But the thing about me when I play, like, and a lot of, like, the way I feel about affecting the game having and having that at the core of what I do, that's like a, it's not a want to have, it's a need to have for me. So I think that changes, that changes. It's like when you have the need to have that you want, like need to have is like my health, my family, like stuff like yeah. that, like having impact in what I do, you have need to have all bets are off. The game is real simple. And I think the best way to describe this is like you could say a skyhook or you could also say like how does somebody get to innovating stuff like that? If you just go out in the court and you are like, hey, um, I just want a fancy shot or whatever. You're not going to get to that if you if you want to have it. You only get to those breakthrough innovations by needing to have that thing. And the best example is like nature. Like if you put a rat inside a box, right? Like those like, you know, if rats don't chew through stuff, like they don't gnaw their teeth can grow into their brains and they can die, right? So they oh, wow. gnaw away at yeah. things because they need to. It's not just a mm-hmm. want. It's like a physical need. You can fact check this one, but I'm pretty sure it's a physical need, right? So it's like, let's say you put them in front of like a, a hard, a hard, a brick wall, whatever. The th- okay, cool. They're, they can't go under the ground. They're going to start chewing through the brick because they need to, 
They don't. They may. They're gonna start clawing at this. They're gonna go through the glass because they need to, and that's where that innovation comes in. That they're gonna find a way to break through that wall because they need it. They need it. And so for me, right, when you ask about, like you said, like I think of a lot more things than I like how I'm talking right now. Like I don't know how many people I know will watch this, but this is tends to be different than how I'll just act on a typical basis and whatever for reasons of efficiency and also reasons of people won't care about some of this stuff and everybody has a different life philosophy, but also for reasons of you know. This is how it goes. Part of the game is some people want to be wolves because they want to be seen and feared and be and be sexy, or whatever. They want to be they and not specifically they want to be wolves. They want to be seen as wolves. In the inside, are they a wolf or not? I don't know. They could be a sheep. I, I'm not really. I don't really care to find out. I'll let them do them. But at the end of the day, right? End of the day, I'd much rather get in the hen house. <laughs> I'd much rather get in the hen house. If I'm a, if I'm a wolf, I'd much rather get in the hen house. Because at the end of the day, you can do all the flashing and be oh big bad whatever, but they're going to prepare. They're going to tighten up the walls. They're going whatever. I'd much rather get in the hen house because that's open. Once you get in the hen house, you're good. Open you're, it's open season. You go crazy. You, you do what you need to do. You don't have anybody deterring your mood. You don't have anybody trying to fit. Oh, well, the wolf is always eating. How come he gets to eat more than the other animals in the food chain? Oh, blah, blah, whatever. It's the other. You, you want to be unbothered walking through that door. You want to be unbothered so you can focus on what you need to do, which is get through that door. Yeah. That's unbothered. real. And, and, man, I appreciate that analogy, man. And again, just, and I know Tyrone and I are like, God, just jam after jam after jam. This is bejeweled yes, out here, my guy. Man, I appreciate you. Dude. That, that, that makes so much sense. And again, mm. just knowing the kind of guy that you are, like you can play that part so well. But then again, you're again, forget even backgammon, my guy. You're playing mahjong. Like just knowing the guy, <laughs> just knowing the kind of guy Nico is, like he's just thinking so many plays ahead. But he's like, I'm even keel. People don't need to know this, right? Again, not only will it be above their scope, right? But again, it's like they don't they don't need to know this. They don't need to know this. And I'm making plays that, that just that just are completely irrelevant to them, but I can act like I'm just I'm just like them, right? And I absolutely love that because I think for a lot of people, and this is this is exactly why I respect. You know, even just like the Bill Gates photo. I don't know if you, ever guys, if you guys ever saw that Bill Gates photo where he's standing outside. I think it's like a fast food chain restaurant, whatever. And yeah. someone snapped a picture of him, right? And he's just dressed in like just a nice, just chill quarter zip, nice pants. You wouldn't even know it's Bill Gates unless you know. If you know, you know. But like, he doesn't need that flash. Again, Bill Gates is that kind of guy. Well, he doesn't need that flash, but he's got it like that. And I love how you right. talked about, you'll be that exact same kind of guy with your new balances. Because I remember you at Boston Scientific, you were that same kind of guy with the news balances, and you're still making plays, man, going back to those right. days. So, Nico, man, I appreciate you. And, you know, it's kind of wrap up the, the podcast. I want to ask you three, again, really easy, just quick fire questions. Um, just kind of, you know, end up on, on a really good note. Because, again, this, this it's already, we're up here. I want to make sure we ground ourselves so everybody be like, is this gonna is this gonna shut in the middle of your questions? Is it no, gonna no, sir, no, freeze? Because it says no, it says sir. five minutes, John. No, we're good. We're still rolling, my guy. We got gas to continue going on. Hundred percent. Okay. Um. Okay. Cool. Because it gave me a warning. Oh, one more one more thing. I want to I want to say. Yeah, uh, please. Also, I want one more thing. I want to say. This is this is more of like my way of saying thank you for bringing me on here and why sure. I would even be on here in the first place. Like Tyrone, sure. Yinka, everything like that. Uh, on the on the conversation of the wolves, right? Like I think of it, another way to think of it is like bullets, right? Okay. If you're in a wild west, you can tell somebody you got bullets in your gun. Maybe you have two, maybe you have three. But if you only have five bullets, you only have four bullets, whatever. Why would you tell anybody you have four bullets? Mm-hmm. So yeah. at the end of the day, why would you tell anybody you have four bullets? You have three. You know they they hear boom boom boom. Oh, he's out of bullets. We all know this man has four bullets. Or, or we all know this man has three bullets and you keep the four to yourself, that's when they come out and you go ahead and, but why would you tell somebody you have four bullets? Why would you share these intimate things about yourself, the things that are your strength, the things that are whatever, is when it's going to be useful to you. And when that is the truest is when you meet people like Tyrone, when you meet people like Yinka, those people who are on you, who are who are grinding for you, who are riding for you, they're going to hear you have four bullets and when you're in a shootout, they're going to be like one, two, three. He only got one bullet left. Let me go ahead and those are the people yep. who are going to use that knowledge mm. to try to to try to elevate your stance. That's the only time that it really, for me, it really makes sense oh, to bring that that's out. good. It's Man. when you're around people that are trying to elevate, you know they're going to elevate. Yinka mm. hears, I'm in the Wild West, and Yinka hears, he just uses third bullet. Yinka's riding. Yinka's like, 100%. yo, let me toss you a bullet real fast. That's real. 
That's real. So I feel like that. That's just a big thank you to the type of guys you all are and the energy and what you all are trying to build. I really respect it. I appreciate you. He did not miss. Go ahead, Tyrone. He did not. He did not. And that right there, that's why I want to wrap that section up right there on three. One, two, three. Relationship. That's real. I got that from my dad. I got to cite him, by the way. I got that from my dad. I got to cite him. Man, got to trademark copyright that, John. I love that. Relationship equity. I appreciate that, Nico. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you, Nico. Um, But yes, you know, pivoting to these last three questions, again, super easy. The first question is, you know, again, this is a financial literacy podcast. For a lot of people, they love being put on to the gems, the knowledge, right? So we're going to put them on with another gem that you're about to suggest. What is one, you know, financial literacy book, or even you can talk about mindset, motivation, what have you, that's more in the self-development space, right? Because that's something you even said you want to work on in 2023, which is super awesome. What is one book that you've read that you would definitely recommend to one of our listeners or to all of our listeners? What is one book like, oh, you have to read this? Hmm. You know, I already, I already was going to say your classic, but there's no, I already know somebody said that. So yeah. Which is referring Honestly, to Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I feel like that said, I'm I'm gonna pick. It doesn't have to be a finance book. Right, 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 right. So you so restate this the a book that people should read. Yeah, self development book that would be like, hey, no, if you need to, if you're gonna read a book, you have to read this one. Okay, I would say off the rip. Like, oh, See, I'm so I'm many. trying to justify. No, I'm trying to justify the book that I'm currently reading. It's not really a self development book. I'm just, okay. I maybe biased because of recency bias, but it's a okay. book that's a. It's I feel like it empowers you and informs you on how the world is working, so you can navigate. Ooh, let's talk about it. Navigate that. What book is that? So it's called Winners Take All, and it kind of talks about like yeah. that this like idea of like the market world and how that is a big part of how people are looking at creating change. And in the lines of what I was saying about impact, and so I just feel like that's been a really awesome awesome read for me. Um, if I had to think of a more, if I had to think of something that was more oriented, yeah, I feel like I really want to pick that one because it talks about a lot like of that. like, yeah, it talks about a lot of, it talks about a lot of really cool stuff as far as like how people portray like, oh, people like major companies doing philanthropic stuff versus like what's actually the reality of what's going on. And I think just mm-hmm. preparing your, like, I feel like knowledge is like freedom in that way like knowing certain things helps you navigate and i feel like that is a type of personal development that i seek as well it's not just like you know like one thing like the meditation and whatever and this that the other but also like equipping yourself with information and ideas whether you agree with them or not that kind of mm. expands your viewpoint and protect you from the different like the vi- mechanisms that are already at play so i feel mm. like that's why i picked that one uh, i really like it though so far and, and I love yeah. that because, again, we talked about this a little bit previously, but that, again, it's giving you more knowledge that the average average person won't have. So, again, you can be maneuvering like a hen, but thinking like a wolf. Right. 100%. Again, I right. love that. Hey, Tyron's like, oh, my right. God. No, I love that. You right. said winners take all. Right. Winners take all. Hopefully, listeners, you guys got that. Putting that, that on my notes. List. You know what I'm saying? Man, I appreciate that, Nico. In terms of the second question, you know, uh, 2022 comes up to a wrap, I think, what, less than a week or less than, what, like 10-ish days or something like that, which is crazy to think about. This year has gone by like this. What is one goal you want to execute either by the end of the year? So, again, less less than 10-ish some days. Or what is one goal that you're looking for to embark on in 2023? Hmm. Um. For me, I one of my one of the best pieces of advice my mom gives me is that uh, everybody's strength is tied to their weakness. So if you ever want to find the two, there's like a relationship between all of them. So for me, a lot of a lot of what I've been learning by talking to mentors and things like that, which I'd highly recommend for anybody who doesn't really think of that. Like definitely, a lot of the stuff that I've learned and stuff that I'm sharing that I believe in and has made me successful is not stuff I created. It's like stuff that that people have shared with me who I I respect. but for me that it's like the feedback i've gotten is it comes down to like learning things like similar to what Mm -hmm. i said about the teacher like learning things genuinely to understand like understanding the nature of how something works like Mm -hmm. learning how something works is like a thing that has become my strength to understand the nature Mm -hmm. of the thing and so with that i actually recently was just thinking about you know how are the ways that that is also a weakness for me that i need to monitor Mm -hmm. and the way that i used to think it was was like you said doing too much becomes like 
also doing too much. And as we keep continuing life, like I said about the Michael Jackson thing, we refine out how well we understand like, oh, you know, my bicep is not just, it's not just arm, it's forearm, it's bicep, it's whatever. So as I continue to refine that, I had a realization today that I think it's also, I was just walking by Law & Order and on the TV, <laughs> I was, they were, Law and Order was playing, I, re, I was in a deep thought process, and I remember, like, Olivia was saying something, and I was like, I kind of want to know what she's saying. And that's why I was like, I it, it, I don't know why in that moment it clicked for me, but an even better way to describe it is monitoring my curiosity. And I think that yeah. it's important because with information, it's like, yeah. knowledge is power, but there's also a point that we can be swimming in data and get lost in the sauce if we're trying to, like, <laughs> quote, unquote, boil the ocean. You know, like, the saying where it's yeah. like, you can take a cup of water and boil it, or you can try to boil the ocean. Like if you have too much white noise going on, it's not good for anything. You're overly split up, like whatever your attention is, that's other. And so for me, like that, that dedication, to like learning and figuring out and, and curiosity to pick apart the nature of a thing. There's times where I need to be monitoring consciously, making sure I'm turning that off. Like, for example, seeing Olivia, like naturally I'll be like, oh, I'm curious to know what's going to happen next or try to predict it or, or already. And I being very cognizant of myself about like, hey, let me turn off my curiosity yeah. here. It's okay to wonder things. Like I, that's not something I need to learn. Like mm, I'm, I, I can okay. let that roll off. And being very, very intentional about like everyday people are going to say stuff or like I'm yeah. going to see stuff. And like same thing with Instagram, right? Like it's going to peak. It's going to play to your curiosity and be like, hey, aren't you curious what's on the next thing? Which that's not as much of a like a, a point of contention for me because I can just turn my phone off. But like with everyday sound stuff going, yeah. you know, whatever. Really being able to say like not everything and that turns people too. like people inviting you to certain things you're like not every understanding being more intentional with my curiosity i guess that's my goal yeah yeah and that that's real again no just knowing nico like again when we met at boston scientific you're, you're very knowledgeable on a lot of things you can talk in depth i'm like i it's rare i say there's probably like a good five people who very much you know um vibrate at your kind of level or vibrate on that kind of level, i should say Right. And it, it's very interesting because, again, you can talk at length with something, but that strength could be tied to a weakness, as you mentioned. I love that right. you said that. Right. I absolutely love that you said that. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And I want to you know, recap on that, you know, later in the 2023, kind of see how you went to navigate that. Because I think that's yes, just something sir. that's so innate. That's so something that's so innate in you that I don't hopefully it doesn't like limit you or it completely, you know, deconstructs who Nico is. But that's something that you're able to actually now use to even a greater strength. Like, hey, you know what? I don't need to exactly. you know, put into this area all this kind of time. I want to be more effective, more purposeful, and more intent, have more intent with mm -hmm. where I'm putting that kind of time. I love that. That's actually really good knowing you. I think that's really good. I appreciate that, Nico. Um, right. Man, that's going to be awesome to hear what, what, how you navigate that in 2022. Uh, right, in terms really. of the last question, and again, easiest one of all, again, I know there's so many of our listeners who resonated with this conversation with you today, my guy. How can they connect with you? Whether it's, you know, social media, whether it's business, how can our listeners connect with you? Oh, for sure. So people can connect with me. I'm probably not going to give my, my pen email because that's going to expire soon. So I'm going to yeah. just use my, like, I'm going to use LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn or, yeah, LinkedIn, social media, whatever. Uh, Nico Simpkins, so N-I-K-O-S-I-M-P-K-I-N-S. -I and that's how they connect with me. Awesome. I love it. No, I thank you, Nico. Again, oh man, just the amount of gems. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can know with like, yeah, today you know, you know the, the Bejeweled app? Like people can play the Bejeweled ooh, one more thing, oh, one more thing, one more thing. Go, go, go. If people reach out to me based off of this podcast, drop drop FLI, like make sure you mention FLI or I yeah. may not I may not read it because I'm going to think you're spam or something. So make sure you say like, oh, I'm, I'm one of Yinka's boy, like Yink is the Very game, like FLI. Make sure you shout out or hashtag FLI or whatever. So I can make I like sure, that. like I'm like, oh, this is this is good people. Gotcha. No, that's good. Got listeners, if you guys made it this far, make sure to to tag where you're from, be it FLI, so people know or Nico knows where you came from. You're not just a spammer because Nico, he gets too many people in his inbox. This I guy, this say, guy's yeah, moving that's different. A busy dude. Gotta, yeah, he's gonna gotta be hard to differentiate reach. yourself. Gotta differentiate yourself. It's so again, high, Nico, man. Be you know, man's moving different with a pH. So again, we appreciate you, Tyron. Do you have any last remarks, my boy, Nico? Um, Nico, this is a great session today it's good to see you doing well we'll definitely have to catch up outside of outside of these hours man you sound like you're doing good for yourself and just kind of what you said somewhere about you know seeing black engineers you know what i'm saying this i kind of get that same effect you know just us being in this space together man feels good keeps me motivated um keeps me positive let me know that yeah. you know surrounding myself with like like-minded individuals and i'm glad to be able to contribute and hear to hear you talk man so it's good good to see you Yes, yeah, sir. Always good to see you. Always good to see you.
Man, we appreciate you. Quick question, too. This just popped in my head. Are you, by chance, are you going to uh, the Nesby Conference in, I think, early March or late March or something this upcoming year? Possibly. Okay. Man, it's I would, so we would love to, to see you physically. It's yeah, so yeah, 100%. Let us know. Let us know because Tyrone and I will be there 100%. Oh, but again, sure. all things aside, Nico, we appreciate you. I know you're a busy man where, where your time is truly valuable. So we appreciate your time this evening, tonight. So uh, again, for all of our listeners, this was On the Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast. And we appreciate you. We do all this for you. We want to drop gems for you because really all these gems, we, we we wish that we had this, you know, earlier on in our lives. So we just want to pay it forward and, you know, kind of provide that kind of value. So we appreciate you. And this is why we bring amazing guests on our podcast, just like Nico Simpkins have just equally as amazing, you know, co-hosts as well as Tyrone Johnson. So, again, we appreciate you all. And again, this again, one more time, this was on the fly Financial Literacy Institute podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to On The Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast. If you'd like to learn more, check out our website at www.thefli.net and our Instagram at The Financial Literacy Institute. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode as we teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school.